0: hello hello don't worry guys (laughs) we like Mariah told us made it through the rain we
1: really did even though it is still raining as we're recording this right now don't
0: you hear the pitter patter guys do these microphones pick it up
1: probably not they're a bit more directional than they are like worldwide I have
0: an idea you should add like light rain sound effects to our podcast audio that way people can fall asleep listening to us and we
1: can be in people's dreams I mean I feel like I've made it very clear that I like to edit this podcast as little as possible so like finding rain sounds adding it to what's happening here i don't foresee that for us but okay. you know just dream of the rain or after you listen to the podcast cue up a little bit of rain sound on your spotify you'll feel great honestly be beautiful because no, no, i mean
0: after the crazy
1: energy that like
0: they that we are exuding <laughs> i feel right. like people need like a couple minutes of rain absolutely to to decompress
1: It's true. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Hey guys, while we're on a quick break, I want to tell you about Movie Palette. Movie Palette creates really, really cool canvas art out of your favorite movies. It takes uh, each individual frame of whatever movie you choose. The Sound of Music, West Side Story, their team of artists picks the dominant color of each individual frame, lines them all up in the timeline of the movie, and wham, you have a gorgeous canvas that represents the scope of your favorite movies. And I love my movie palette. I actually got a movie palette made of my movie, Devos, and it's a really great gift if you wanna give someone something personal you know, because everyone has a favorite movie or a movie that means something huge to them. And obviously, Devo's means a lot to me. So to see it all condensed in one really cool piece of wall art is amazing. I love picking out each individual scene, being like, oh, that's this scene. That's this scene. And so if you guys want a discount code, you can go to www.moviepalette.com. Type in the code MATS15. So our names, MATS, plural, 15, all capital letters, no space between MATS and 15. 15 and you can get 15% off of your purchase. So check out moviepalette.com. They got a lot of amazing choices and you can even uh pick your own movie if you have the file for it and send it to them. They will get it made. So go check it out. The discount code is MATS15. Can't wait to see your beautiful wall art. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another 2 Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And we are now officially in the middle of January, which yes. means we are 124th of the way through the year. Oh. I'm scared. What? You know my thoughts on time passing
1: by? Matt Steele, that is such a weird way to think about <laughs> life in general and like how the year is. It's like kids and people who like are very serious about their half birthdays. I'm like, I'm not. What you're doing is insane. I don't do that. <laughs> like, we're no. all adults. I've never celebrated a half birthday because it's just like I had the one day. Okay. April twenty ninth. And that's, that's when we celebrate I me. Mean, we don't need a half version of that. Yes, absolutely. So you with this half month thing, that's you need to work on yourself. Thing. No, <laughs> I, th- I think it's a different thing. I think you're comparing uh, apples to oranges It's here. not. It's people who are obsessed with the ling- little increments of time and needing to notate them. But for a different reason. Different reason. Matt Palmer, how yes. was your week? My week was good. I'm very happy that we are in the midst of MLK Weekend. I am excited to not work tomorrow morning. It's been a lovely weekend. What did I do? I um. Well, I, as I mentioned... I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast or just in the Discord, which you can be a part of by going to Patreon.com slash 2 mats. but I've decided that this year is going to be my first year of watching Drag Race. And Mm -hmm. so I watched the first episode, which was like, I think the first half of a two part premiere and was excited to meet the queens, even though. I feel like there's so much drag race history. I'm not going to pull a Matt Steele and watch from the beginning onward. I just want to be a part of the pop culture conversation. Some would argue that it's somewhat our job (laughs) to be a part of the pop culture conversation. So I was excited to meet all the queens and to see just like how the show works and how, I don't know. I'm just excited to go on this journey. Um, I also watched um, Only Words in the Building which maybe I'll talk about a bit later and uh, then this morning I went to a restaurant called Catch in LA which is apparently like a big celeb spot but I was just like looking well, for of course you went of, I mean so it makes Duh. sense why Obviously, I would go. do go people
0: know like how many views we just got on <laughs>
1: TikTok this week God, which I'm sure if you're listening to this you don't because you're probably an adult who like lives and has a car and listens to things in a long form format but we put up our reaction of Miley Cyrus's new single flowers and just threw it on TikTok just because it's like oh, we're trying things wanted my New Year's resolution was to make more short form things for TikTok and shorts and all that and I think as we record this it currently has 1.7 million views, which is the most viewed anything either of us has created on our own or together. And it's like, no, actually,
0: a couple years ago, I created a video meme and put it on my face, like professional actor Facebook page. It's okay. like a comedic meme. And I think it got like 4 million views. Those and Facebook- I was like, I'm not even in this damn video.
1: And those Facebook views are not real. Those oh. numbers are proven to be fake, but it's fine. Wow, wow. Way <laughs> to just like totally to, put a pin in my not, balloon of an ego. I, I didn't mean to do that, wow. but I'm just saying.
0: Uh, I worked a whole like 10 minutes on that video I was gonna
1: say we've spent so much time I know (laughs) like the idea that I have made albums made visual EPs you have made an entire motherfucking movie and it's like well look we're gonna smile while Miley Cyrus's flowers is playing it's like you know what I'll take it we'll take the engagement thank you for following and if you've discovered the podcast through that review reaction then great Um, but that was a big thing that happened to me over the past week oh and I watched a film uh, called Megan on Friday night I went to a theater and sat down with Jackson, and we were both very bad about horror films. We're not, you know, brave. (laughs) And Uh so it was I was like, this is PG-13. It seems like so many gays are talking about it, but it is more fun than scary, and it absolutely was. It I cannot recommend this movie enough. Everything this doll says made me laugh. It just <laughs> is like the funniest concept. And of course, uh, there's a few kills in the film. A few. But it's so, like, you can't leave that theater and not be like, I mean, Megan's a fucking icon. <laughs> like, I kind of stand this little murdering doll, and I don't know what that says about me. I mean, I, did the people deserve it? Um, There's the little boy, which I mean, which he really fucking deserved it. But I guess (laughs) they're about to say he didn't deserve it at all. No, he was the worst one, which I think they had to make the little boy such an asshole because like we are killing a child. (laughs) But And again, it's not real. Everyone hold your horses. The boy's alive. He got a good paycheck. I felt bad. I mean, I don't want to spoil anymore because I already said something that happened. So it's a fun movie. It is even though it's a little dark and it like speaks against my hope for wanting to make everything a smart house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I still loved it and can't recommend it enough if you can go see it with a bunch of people you will laugh a lot you will be a little like looking through your fingers if you're a scaredy cat like me but it's certainly more fun than scary
0: okay good how was your week my week was good i i worked i will be working tomorrow thank you Mm. um i will be working through the rain as i did throughout most of the week because it was raining all throughout la and i just have to say yeah la people and the rain (laughs) like i'm Look, I get it. It doesn't rain often in L.A. When you see rain, it's like seeing something like like you've never seen before. It's like seeing the pyramids. You're just (laughs) like, oh, wow, I knew this really existed, but I wasn't actually sure. Um, But like multiple people, multiple people with varying levels of education, like people who like went (laughs) to grad school and like PhDs and stuff, all like look who like grew up out here, all look out the window and look at relatively heavy rainfall and go they all say the same exact thing wow it's like the east coast (laughs) and i'm just like i'm so confused Hmm. because that is one of the dumbest things i've ever heard in my entire life and so many people out here say it. it's like you realize it rains Everywhere else in the world, right? Uh, yes. And, so, but- and even on the West Coast, Seattle, they're literally literally walking around in a giant raindrop. <laughs> it's
1: true. It's true. But I think, you know, people are just not used to it here. And so they have to have a frame of reference. I don't begrudge them that.
0: I, I don't begrudge. I'm, I'm just like, do you not hear like, the, the way like... West Coast people talk about the East Coast as if it's this like foreign jungle <laughs> territory. It's just like, they're always like, the East Coast. The e- I hear the East Coast, the East Coast. You want to know what phrase anyone from the East Coast has
1: never said? The West Coast.
0: <laughs> like, we don't, like we, from the East Coast, we don't talk about the West
1: Coast. Wait, that is a lie. Who says when that? When I moved from New York to L.A., Every single person I told was like, "Really, you're moving to LA?" They're so fucking no, no, fake no, no. They there. talk about LA, true, but they don't. But they
0: don't say like this big giant umbrella of
1: just the West. They coast. don't. But it's. I will say the New Yorkers were much more mad about my moving to LA than the LA people were. They were like, "Oh, New York is great. That's so cool. What was it
0: like?" Oh, there. That that is true. New York, well, <laughs> because like New Yorkers hate everything that's not New York. Of course. Which, like you know, I understand. But like, <laughs> but with L. So, but LA people look at like something like New York with like a little bit of horror and like fascination like they're like yeah. watching Megan like they're just like <laughs> like Megan is like New York I mean them. like they're just like this is horrifying and I can't look away and I don't know what it's like to experience but it but, they, but
1: they're not there's no hatred there's no anger no up. there's no anger there yeah but New York, is, we we have hatred why is there a one
0: way <laughs> feud is the question It's it's not. I wouldn't say it's like a feud. I would just say like the the fascination that people on the West Coast
1: have with the East Coast is just very strange to me because it's like, guys, it's not that different. (laughs) Okay, well, I don't know. Tell us in the comments which you think is weirder: the West Coast versus East Coast, or the fact that everyone in New York fucking hates LA? (laughs) Sight unseen. (laughs) (laughs) I sort of
0: describe it as like the East Coast is kind of like the Apple products, and like the West Coast is a little bit like the Android products. Wow. Because you know, like the Android people always talk about like, oh. Apple products, Apple products. And it's like, you know what? Apple people don't talk about androids.
1: But couldn't you just say this opposite from New York and LA? Like I just well, said. Well, yeah, no, no.
0: But the Apple people do understand. We do understand our superiority
1: in our, in our Apple product. This yes. is, I think, <laughs> diluted. And this argument has many a hole. So maybe we should move on. Because I don't know. I don't know. It makes perfectly
0: logical sense to me. To you.
1: All right. Are you ready to jump in for the news? For yeah, idiots? why not? Clearly, you're ready for the idiot part. OK. <laughs> <laughs> the Golden Globes. Happened last week, last Tuesday randomly, and uh, a lot of people won, <laughs> and uh, a lot of films won. Uh, but, but even more people lost. Mm, that Uh-oh. was tough for those people. Best Motion Picture Drama, The Fablemans, Best Director, uh, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, Best Screenplay, Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inisherin*. Sheeran, um, Austin Butler won, Kate Blanchett, uh, Michelle Yeoh, Colin Farrell, uh, also Kiwi Kwan. Um, and then in TV, Abbott Elementary, Quinta, and uh, Tyler James Williams. And I assume other people. Oh, and uh, Jennifer Coolidge from The White Lotus.
0: Jennifer Coolidge. And we finally have like a frontrunner and Best Supporting Actress, which is Angela Bassett for Wakanda oh my Forever. Oh, Forever,
1: Because... Like, early
0: on in the season, like, no, everyone was predicting all these different names and everything, these, like, amazing performances and supporting actress, but there's never really been a consensus of, like, who is the frontrunner. Right. And when Angela Bassett was nominated for that Golden Globe, I was just like, she is going to win the Golden Globe, and then she is going to become the frontrunner for supporting actress. And is that what happened? I... Well, that is half of that happened. Okay, <laughs> but I, I I anticipate she is going to win the Oscar now, unless Mich- people like put Michelle Williams in supporting. Oh. And Michelle Williams end up ends up getting nominated for. supporting Can you do that even leading. if she's
1: pushing herself for lead? Yes, even oh, though she's pushing herself
0: for lead, because um, Kate Winslet was pushing herself for in back in you know um, the two thousand eight movie year, Kate Winslet was campaigning for supporting actress mm. for The Reader yeah. because she was campaigning for leading actress for Revolutionary Road, okay. and she ended up. Not getting nominated at all for Revolutionary Road, and getting nominated in leading actress for The Reader. Oh. Same thing with um, uh, uh, Keisha Castle um, Keisha Castle Hughes for the Whale for Whale Rider. Mm. Um, she was campaigning for supporting actress, which is ridiculous because she's the lead in that movie. But <laughs> but uh, but okay. then she uh, ended up getting nominated for leading actress. Wow. So who knows what will happen? But. Uh, Angela Bassett, as of right now, is the front runner for supporting actress, which is, as everyone knows, the most important category at uh, the Oscars.
1: I'm excited for her, and does she not have an Oscar?
0: And no, that's the, That's why that's she, a because like I haven't seen Wakanda forever, but apparently she's fantastic in brilliant it. In and brilliant, and everyone is just aching to give Angela Bassett an Oscar. Like she's an actress who sh- who at this point should have an Oscar. And the, the other women who are in contention for supporting actress are all phenomenal. Like Carrie right. Conn is amazing. Dolly DeLeon I think is amazing. The mm. Triangle of Sadness and everything. But none of them are like are a name like Angela Bassett right. yet. Uh and so Angela Bassett being Angela Bassett, like does help her out All, all right. That, you know, so
1: were there any surprising moments from the show that you were shaken or stirred by?
0: Maybe the fact that the golden globes happened. <laughs> I mean, that was what I was just shaken by. And they were, a good ceremony really like, it was a really entertaining ceremony like the speeches were really good like ki hoi kwan's speech was oh, fantastic lovely. michelle yo's speech was fantastic i don't I, I, it was just really enjoyable like the celebrities were just drunk enough mm, okay <laughs> which is what you always want to see at the golden globes i had a great time it was weird that it was a tuesday
1: it was weird
0: but uh
1: tuesday know, we, at 5 p.m here right 5 p.m huh and I also heard that Gerard Carmichael made a joke that I would have very much liked about Tom Cruise and Shelley Miscavige, but also a joke that I would not have liked about Whitney Houston. Yeah, you wouldn't have that liked that. I didn't like the idea of it. I saw it on paper and I was like, scroll, scroll, scroll. But you
0: know what? Comedians, they got a swing. I guess comedians I got, a got a swing. swing.
1: Uh, any surprises in the SAG nominations? I heard that that happened.
0: Uh, there are some surprises in the SAG nominations. Uh, Babylon getting in for Ensemble, baby. Um, it seems like there is a lot of support uh, amongst actors for The Whale, with mm-hmm. Hong Chao getting in for Supporting Actress, um, and uh, I'm trying to think who else was nominated for the SAG. <laughs> there were some surprises with the Directors Guild nominations, oh, okay. uh, like uh, I believe the director of Top Gun, I forget his name, mm. uh, got in, which was you know, not meant people were expecting that um so yeah a lot of stuff happened in and since you know we are semi a movie podcast that's us i love movies what can i say (laughs) um yeah a lot has happened in movies this this week right i I think it's been a great season i'm gonna talk about a movie later on Mm -hmm. uh and I, i don't know i think it's been a fantastic season for movies and that's
1: all i'm gonna walk away from this week saying all right yeah Did you hear about Gwen Stefani? I did hear
0: about (laughs) Gwen Stefani. So
1: Gwen Stefani had an interview in Allure magazine, and I believe the interviewer was an Asian lady. And uh, she she basically was asked about the Harajuku girls and the appropriation and all of this um, about her father's job at Yamaha and her Harajuku girls' inspiration. That was my Japanese influence, and that was a culture that was so rich with tradition, yet so futuristic, with so much attention to art and detail and discipline, and it was fascinating to me. Great. <laughs> that could have been the end of the quote. She said, explaining how her father, who was Italian American, would return with stories of street performers cosplaying as Elvis and stylish women with colorful hair. Then, as an adult, she was able to travel to Harajuku to see them herself. I said, My God, I'm Japanese and I didn't know it. As those words seemed to hang in the air between us, <laughs> she continued, I am, you know. Oh, no. (laughs) She then explained there is innocence to her relationship with uh, Japanese culture, referring to herself as a super fan. If people are going to criticize me for being a fan of something beautiful and sharing that, then I just don't. I think that doesn't feel right. I think it was a beautiful time of creativity, a time where the ping, ping pong match of Harajuku culture and American culture, which, by the way, I think are lyrics from her song, Harajuku Girls, which I have skipped for 20 years now, Um, uh, it should be okay to be inspired by each other's cultures because if we're not allowed, then that's what's dividing people, right? She'd repeat that she's Japanese to the interviewer two more times. And elsewhere in the interview, Stephanie claimed that she's a little bit of an Orange County girl, a little bit of a Japanese girl, and a little bit of an English girl.
0: Well, I you know, we love inspiration.
1: We love inspiration. We love being inspired mm-hmm. by other people
0: and cultures and everything. Uh, uh, this you know, I guess it's like when you when you um act out something long enough, you eventually become it. We we all heard Austin Butler talk this week at the Golden Globes. You know and that
1: boy still sounds like Elvis he, for some reason. He does, and he sounds like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Much like Gwen Stefani, who like I think my biggest hang up with her response to all of this is she had so much time to formulate a response. Like her team. everyone Literally
0: decades. Everyone
1: (laughs) knows that like when you think of Gwen Stefani, like you always see a Twitter meme of like, you know, she, she culturally appropriate. And it's like a video of her from Luxurious or whatever. And it's like that is what people think of with Gwen Stefani. And for years and years and years, even though people thought of her in that way she like still had a positive view, like people I thought of her in a positive light even yeah, despite yeah. all that and this would have been a perfect time to swoop in and be like you know what you look back on that time and I really didn't handle that well yes I was so inspired but like I, 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 sh- I just there's a million ways to answer that question well, that are not I am you know <laughs> Well, you
0: know, and like back then it was like 2000, what, five? Yes.
1: Like we knew so much less then than like we do
0: now. Like we had much more, we have much more of an understanding now about this kind of stuff. And so it's like, it's like, look, everyone in like 2005, like I, maybe not everyone, but like it, it was more understandable to like be in that mindset in 2005. Yes. Cause like things were exciting and like, you know, the internet was brand new sure. and you were learning about all these different things and, and everything. But now as time has gone on, it's, like we could have phrased that a little differently. It's too
1: late. We are too far. She's too far into her life. We're too far ahead as a society for her to be defending appropriation and just saying, I am, you know, about I being am, Japanese you know? and like, apparently like her team reached out and was like the interviewer misunderstood what Gwen Stefani was saying and they're like well would she like to clarify in a follow-up statement and basically they're like no oh. <laughs> so Gwen i have defended you in that last album you put out that no one listens to this is the uh, the tr- this is what the truth feels like is very good I even turned a blind eye when you married Blake Shelton, but girl, you're on your own. Like, I can't do this anymore. Like, we all were seniors in high school at the time, or I was, and I had an affinity. But please, get a better quote. Work with someone and get a better quote out there, because my God, embarrassing. That was hard. That was that was hard, because like that was like two decades in the making. <laughs> Dude, and that's all she could come up with. Okay, well, someone who's going to come up with something, who was huge at the time as well. Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. Our since you've been gone queen, Queen of Daytime is saying on live on instagram or the kelly clarkson show instagram went live and said kelly clarkson is confirmed that a new album is really truly coming this year the album is finished and they're mapping out the release campaign the photo shoot for the album is finished which makes me like it's oh it's really finished and like Mm -hmm. the labels behind it and it was uh, shot by brian smith i don't know who that is but great and one of the last songs she wrote for it might be a single i watched the whole live and she was like guys I really had to get over it before I put this out. I really had to get to it, because like, I knew people were going to be asking me questions about what these songs were about, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to essentially be bursting into tears in all these fucking interviews. I had to wait this long, and I know I've said the album was ready for a while, but like, it's really coming this year, and one of the last songs we wrote might be a single, so I'm glad it took as long as it did.
0: And I love that like, it took as long as it did because it, she was able to take her time on an album that will clearly be like her most personally meaningful album <laughs> like ever, and mm. so so it's great that she didn't just like rush to push it out, even she though was I would like, have wanted to hear it. Sure, <laughs> of course. But like so we are getting a real like thought out album. We're going to be trimming the fat. Yeah, we're going to be really dissecting every single moment to make sure everything is as good as it can possibly be. <laughs> I would love her to like, you know, be nominated for an album with the, oh. the Grammys and like be in contention for that. i like Because she deserves something like that. And like,
1: come on. Her name is so big right now with the talk show and everything and everyone talking about her karaoke covers. And everyone loves
0: her. Everyone's always loved her. And
1: she's just so front and center. I just yes. hope radio doesn't ignore her because that's what was happening prior to the show when she put out incredible singles like love's, uh, Love So Soft and And Heat. Eat. Justice for Heat. Mm. The radio was ignoring the song that's truly excellent and had Adele put it out would have been a hit for 16 weeks. Oh my God. I would love an Adele Kelly like duet. It It would be. Oh my God. So I'm just excited that it's really coming. I have mentioned that this is the album I'm most excited about and kind of in keeping just in stylistically and like, you know, what we're talking about on the album. I was listening to the chicks gaslighter last night. Justice for fucking gaslighter. That album
0: is so fantastic. And the fact that it got
1: no Grammy nominations. It's disgusting. How dare everyone In How dare us?
0: When how dare we not like 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 be on the streets like fighting for Gaslighter more? Fighting
1: for sleep at night and Juliana Calm Down Juliana. in particular. And like my oh. best friends I love that song. I know this podcast isn't about the chicks, but everyone needs to go back and listen to Gaslighter if you missed it or have forgotten it because my oh my excellence mm. true excellence and i'm sure kelly will give us something at that level something yeah. that caliber so i appreciate it um coachella headliners are bad bunny black pink and frank ocean who has not put out music in a long time it's taking place over the weekends of april 14th to 16th and april 21st through 23rd there's a lot of hip hop performers uh, throughout the weekends and a lot of uh more international artists which is exciting will we be attending no. Absolutely not. But everyone who goes, I hope, has a wonderful time. I hope everyone is safe yes. when they go. Yes. I hope there
0: are no, I don't know what happens. There are riots. <laughs> <No> riots <laughs> I
1: don't know riots happen. I there's at like mosh pitting or I something. I feel like it's more drugs than anything. Uh, that scares me too. Be safe, everyone. Everyone be safe. But be like, careful. Yes, be safe. Be careful. And, you know, if you want to leave, you know, L.A. that weekend and like clear up some traffic, that's would oh, be to nice. clear up all that and traffic. Think of how quickly you'd be able to get over here for the podcast. Oh, those weekends are always so great. Oh, and it's right before my birthday. Oh, my God. Oh my God. (laughs) Something to think about. Uh, Paul Mescal of Normal People and former Phoebe Bridger's fiancé. And assume. possible
0: Oscar contender this year for Aftersun for, oh, le- for
1: leading actor. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. He's sort of like a dark horse to be nominated. Mm. Yeah, uh, He's starring in Richard Linklater's 20-year adaptation of Merrily We roll along. He is set to replace Blake Jenner. Did Blake Jenner do something? Is he? I want to say there are some sort of like abuse
0: accusations. Oh. I, I can't really speak on it because I don't know the details, but mm. I saw people talking about that
1: on Twitter. Jenner exited the project after he was revealed to be an abuse by Melissa Benoist. Okay. Okay. So you read that. That's what I'm reading. <laughs> uh, just, i just. I didn't make that up. I'm reading it here. So if I read it, it's real. Uh, so how do we feel? How do you feel about Merrily We Roll Along? And then also, is this the movie that uh, Ben Platt and uh, Beanie Feldstein are filming? Like over the course of 20, two decades, twenty years? Yeah. Uh, wow. So Merrily
0: We Roll Along, for those of you who don't know, is a Stephen Sondheim uh, musical. Uh, oh God. Uh, and uh, George Firth. Not, not George Firth. Oh my God. Uh, whatever uh, <laughs> <laughs> um and uh and it basically uh re- recounts the story of this friendship between three people okay. one of them's a uh, composer, the other one's a lyricist, and the other one is a writer mm. and it tells the story from uh the like end of their friendship going backwards in time through the beginning oh. it was the last five years of it to- of its time I wow, say. um, and so it's a really, really fascinating, fantastic musical, and uh. And so I'm really excited to see a movie adaptation of it. Unfortunately, we are not getting it for another two decades. I know. And it's so. interesting because it was announced in 2018, I want to say, mm. like end of 2018 that they would be filming this because I remember I was at 6 Flags at the time and I was screaming at all the gays I was with. I was guys. I was like, "Guys, listen up. There's going to be a movie of it. Merrily We Roll Along." Okay. And they weren't musical theater gays, and so they did not give a shit. <laughs> uh, right. but what, I was still screaming. Uh, and uh, you know, I heard it was in it and everything. And so I figured they started filming that year. Right. Like they started filming like the what would be eventually the The ending of of the movie. movie. And so I'm assuming they already filmed that. So I'm guessing since the replacement with Paul Mescal, they had to reshoot that stuff. Interesting. So, who knows? And I mean, hey, if it's a it's a movie twenty years in the making, they're still replacing people. Maybe there's hope for me to have a small part. That's true.
1: It's never too late. My
0: auditions now.
1: <laughs> I'm excited to see you. What in do it. I need to sing? Um, so as far as the box office goes, Avatar: The Way of Water is looking to make back that two billion dollars. It might be celebrating that, you know, breaking even as early as next week. So did you ever see it? Did you just watch it yet? I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, no Avatar two? Yeah.
0: Oh yes, I have. Oh. oh sorry, I thought you were talking about something else. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Usually people listen when are on a podcast. I'm with so sorry. Else. I had
0: to look up who wrote the book of Maryland. George Firth. Okay. okay. I was correct. Um, I, I couldn't let that slide. Okay. Um, but yes, I saw Avatar 2 and it's phenomenal. It's really, really Should fantastic. Should I see it? Yeah, why not? Okay, alright. I mean, there's other movies you have to see first, like Babylon.
1: I won't be seeing that. Uh, <laughs> but I did see Megan over the weekend and loved that, and it is doing incredibly well. Apparently, they're already working on a sequel to Megan, and I want to see it. <laughs> well, they're already working on about 12 sequels to Avatar. <laughs> I feel like there will be as many sequels to Megan because it's like find a horror movie that's like pretty cheap to make that makes a bunch of money, and you're gonna have a billion sequels to it.
0: <laughs> well, Avatar is not cheap. To make.
1: <laughs> it's like I wonder when are they going to just kill off Allison Williams because she's like the biggest star in that film, and she's not gonna be in. Megan 9 I mean why not because she has other stuff to do I'm yeah sure. but are
0: any of those things as fun as Megan I guess we'll are they to... as lucrative as Megan
1: lucrative no <laughs> but maybe fun expanding as an actor I don't know Puss in Boots The Last Wish is was third and only dropped by 1% I'm also curious of seeing that and it's like how many times am I going to go to a goddamn theater this year Jesus I mean the fact that like you
0: you know because like Jackson loves animation so much and yeah. so you the fact that you haven't seen Puss in Boots yet
1: is shocking to me well I hear it's really great I'm excited to maybe see it. Um, Do you hear that Shakira? A, she put out a song that I think is in Spanish, uh, but it was a diss track about her ex, Gerard Peake, who I believe was cheating on her or something. And her former mother-in-law lives next to her. And Shakira has put a witch on her balcony, like towards the former mother-in-law's house. And it's kind of like the witch is always staring. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's cool.
0: <laughs> you know what what gets you by? What makes you feel better? about a certain situation, that's and,
1: great. And it's like she is like in tax trouble behind this divorce and like oh, she yeah. went through a lot of Oh, I forgot this, about so all of that. If that happens to you, you're allowed to put up as many witches as you, as you want. Point them at your mother-in-law and be like, this is for you. She should put up like a witch from
0: like every like culture that she can find. Like, you know, like the American like cinema cinematic version of a witch, which is like mm. the witch from The Wizard of Oz, like Margaret right. Hamilton. But like also like, what does a witch mean from like Norway or a witch from like Botswana And like Mm. like witches from all different cultures, right? And so there there could be a whole family of witches staring at so like (laughs) so like Shakira's mom or Shakira's ex's mom. It can be like, wow, not only is there one witch looking at me, but witches from all around the world are after me. You never know. It
1: could happen. I mean, we're not
0: saying to like threaten people. (laughs) (laughs) Like we're not advocating for that. But
1: just like, I mean, they're witch dolls. The dolls, I mean, unless it's Megan, the doll's not going to do anything. True. (laughs) It's going to be
0: fine. Those witches are going to become Megan. I mean, it happens. There was (laughs) a whole movie of just like dancing fake witch dolls Mm. and they all like collaborate with each other. That's a, a lot. They, they align. That's kind of fun. <laughs> hey,
1: Megan too. It's probably it
0: would be expensive from all the IP you have to cover. But
1: Uncoupled got canceled. I saw that. I think that show was cute. It wasn't great. This is the Neil Patrick Harris Netflix show where he's, you know, going through a breakup after however long and, you know, finding a new way in New York City. It just was like a nice little show that it wasn't perfect, but I enjoyed it. So okay. RIP Uncoupled. I'm sorry for your loss. Lastly, Lisa Marie Presley. Passed away at fifty four,
0: and this is she was
1: at the Golden Globes, she was right? at The Golden
0: Globes, and two days later she went into cardiac arrest. It's terrifying. It's terrifying, a because uh, because her father died suddenly from cardiac arrest right. at, in his, I believe, fifties or late forties, mm. um, and both her grandparents, like Elvis's two parents, I believe, died. Like Elvis's mom was like in her early forties or something when she mm. went to cardiac arrest, and like like so, I don't know if it's something that you know is linked through genetically like right. it's really really devastating though and and I I just you know in thinking about it, I'm just like it's very nice that while this did happen her last I guess like you know a couple of days she spent amongst a lot of great people true. and they were all celebrating her father That's she true. got she got to see Austin Butler win the Golden Globe to uh play El- like playing Elvis right. and, and you know it was a, a celebration of her father that night and so, and so it's nice that, like, in her last days, like, she was amongst happiness. That's true. You know? That's a beautiful so, way to look at it. Yeah. But that's
1: just a very young and shocking thing that happened. So, you know, prayers up to her family, friends, fans, all the people out there. Uh, is there any other news for idiots you want to share with the people? I don't believe there is. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with more Two Game Mats, the podcast.
0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, boys and girls. Hello. It is back. and Oh, sorry. We are back. (laughs) It is back. Yeah. And it's still raining as well. Um, So we are on to Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com, two spelled T-W-O. Yes. All right. We got three for you. And they are heavy hitters. The first one comes to us from Emery. Emery says, no man allowed. (laughs) Your your favorite or your friendly neighborhood lesbian. Hey, Matt, long-time listener but first-time writer. I've been watching your videos since the Look What You Made Me Do reaction and listening to the pod since the beginning. I love to hear your takes, so News for Idiots is always a highlight of my Mondays. It's honestly wild how consistently I consume your content given my lack of personal interest slash context for many of the subjects (laughs) you talk about. You've single-handedly educated me on all things Mariah, Housewives, Big Brother, Broadway legends, et cetera. It's certainly a testament to how entertaining you both are. Thank you. That's
1: very kind.
0: So here's the obligatory question. Last week, you answered a question regarding your top five singers of all time and mentioned how it was hard to choose a metric for this. I personally have always been drawn to lyrical slash songwriting ability. Using this metric, how would you answer this question differently? Also, given that pretty much every internet list on The Best Songwriters is overwhelmingly consisting of men, Mm. can we as a society society finally just get over the Beatles? Please, I am so... (laughs) Please, I am strictly excluding men from your answers to this question. LOL. Yes, Matt, Steele, Broadway songwriters are allowed. As a big fan of Miss Swift, she would definitely be in, on the top of my list. I probably follow with Lord, Phoebe, Joni, and maybe Dolly. Mm. Uh, I have one last request. Not sure if you saw, but Taylor did a surprise live performance of "Antihero" at a 1975 concert last week. I personally loved hearing an acoustic version of this song, and the energy in the crowd made me love it even more. Give your oh, we have to watch it. I will watch it later at some point. (laughs) Uh,
1: So yes, as far as female songwriters go, I thought about this a lot. Also it's, I only can do people that I've lived through because I, you know, I'm not a history book. I can't go back all the time. There was so much music to consume when we were growing up. We got to go with the people who have impacted us the most. Shockingly, number one's Mariah Carey. <laughs> Just the best songwriter of all time. Yeah. The, the stats speak for themselves. I don't have to convince you all. Oh, who's next?
0: Um, See the thing, if it was like men allowed, babyface would probably be next. I but... can't.
1: This is not in order besides the number one. Okay. But I would put Taylor on my list mm-hmm. of writers that I've lived through and that I think are so impactful, especially lyrically. I think she gives us such specificity in ways that I very much enjoy. So Taylor Swift will be on my list. This next person people might not like because there was a small window of time in which they were writing every hit song on the radio, but it was one that was very impactful, very important to me, and I will say Real Housewife of Atlanta, Candy Burris. All right. <laughs> because those songs were unbelievable, are unbelievable. She can write her face off like every man hating song that TLC or Destiny's Child wrote or wrote, sang was by Candy. Why
0: would this be controversial? Just because, because
1: I feel like the Candy Shakespeare era was like uh, three, we're talking three, four years. Like it was like very quick. But like, like damn, there. it was but it, like was. impacted music so much. Absolutely. It was everywhere. So I think that's a perfectly valid choice. Thank you very much. Um, I want to say, um, maybe I again I don't know her music that well. I will actually want to give a shout out to two people who I don't think think of themselves as songwriters, but I think the songs they write are excellent and they should think of themselves in that way. Janet Jackson and Kelly Clarkson mm. are incredible writers and I feel like they need to count themselves as songwriters more often than they do. Uh, I would say Alanis might be on my list. Uh, I would say if we're talking about like new school people, I think there's so much potential with SZA. I know she's just on her second album, but I've been very much getting into SOS and think that she's amazing. Mm. And uh, can't wait to hear more from her. I'll, I'll try to think of some more, but those are the I ones mean, that come top. Of- oh, Julia Michaels. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Julia, Julia Michaels, Julia Michaels, <laughs> Julia Michaels, Julia right. Michaels. Right.
0: Um, this is an insanely hard question for me because most of the music I consume is musical theater. And look, Broadway has always like represented people, but like has always been at the forefront of like representation and everything. But when yeah. it comes to like female composers, it really is not. It is right. a male dominated field. And weirdly, Heterosexual, male-dominated. <laughs> like, that is
1: surprising. Like, if you were
0: to ask me, like, who I think the greatest songwriters of all time, I would be like Richard Rogers and Oscar Hammerstein, without mm. a doubt. Um, but like, when when I think of uh, women Broadway composers, like another problem is like some of them are just lyricists, or like like Lynn Ahrens and like Dorothy Fields and Caroline Lee and mm. and um, uh, uh, Betty uh, 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 Comden and and so it's it's so hard to because they have like a male counterpart exactly. and everything, and or like Janine Tesori, who is like I think the Sondheim of this generation of musical theater, um, but she just does the the music, right? And, you know, she always has another lyricist. So it's really really hard. To, they're in terms of like full music and lyrics, it's like hard to pick one and. So that's very hard. I'm trying to think of also like women, like classical composers and everything. Mm. If I was using the same metric I did last week where I want to include all different branches. You you did just say opera lady. So I don't know if you like did a brilliant job. (laughs) But like that was my metric. So like, but there are, I, there are like very few super, super famous, like classical female composers out there. So it's like so hard for me, but if so, I'm not gonna use the same metric I used last <laughs> week. I would say I would say Mariah Carey absolutely yes! without a doubt, like just like she ushered in just 90s RB period. period and just ran with it, and it, music is what it is today because of Mariah Carey. Hello, um, I would say Taylor Swift as well. She, I think, is the writer of this this generation. Yes. Um, I think, I agree that a lot of people would say like a Joni Mitchell, yes. or and I always joke that I have a Fleetwood Mac blind spot, <laughs> I, but I think a lot of people would say um, Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks, and uh, uh, um, who just passed away. I don't remember her name. Uh, um, Go on. This is a day of forgetting people's <laughs> names, famous people's names. Um, but yes, yeah, so I would say them, and Honestly, like I agree with you that
1: Kelly Clarkson is right?
0: ph- Like, is such a phenomenal songwriter, and she is not given anywhere near enough credit. I agree.
1: Even from that. herself, she's like, "I won't write unless I have something to write about." But every time she writes, it's exceptional. Even if it's like not following every single rule of like a great song, every single time the emotion pours through, and mm-hmm. hence why we're so excited to see what this new album is. Yeah, and I think your Candy Burris
0: choice is extremely valid. I, th- I applaud you. you for that choice. Alanis said, I agree as well. I will also say in terms of new people and like, Hey baby, call me 12 years old. But like sour was so fantastic. Oh. <laughs> like, like it's just like the potential that a lot she of potential. has, like is just, you can just feel it. And I'm so excited to, to
1: hear what, I, and I think next, that's this year, Olivia Rodrigo's yeah, coming back. So. I'm excited
0: to hear what the next album is yes. and what it sounds like. Cause I think she really has a lot of potential to be like at, like at the forefront of, of being a, a, I was about to say composer, <laughs> but she is. She's a composer. She is, she's, composing she's a those composer. Little pop songs. Yeah. yeah. What's the next question? All right, the next, thank you for the question. Thank by you the for way. the question. That was a very good one. Next question is uh, artists with regional success. Hi, Matt. I will start by saying I recently discovered your podcast and I'm absolutely, and I absolutely loved hearing Matt Palmer speak about, speak common sense regarding the Johnny Depp trial I have been going insane feeling like no one was on poor Amber's side when it was clear he was abusive anyway I was emailing as, anyway I was emailing as I have a weird obsession with musical acts who has pure regional success in one country mm. an example of this is a Canadian band who were only successful in Canada but had major successes but had major successes there this is evident by them having a farewell concert that was watched by 11 million people in Canada that's like the entire population of <laughs> (laughs) Canada that's literally like over a quarter of Canada Um, when the lead singer passed away in 2017 the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau cried on live TV when discussing it Mm. anyway my question is have you guys ever discovered any artists that have had any success in just one country if so are there any you can recommend uh, from uh, love you guys, Gabrielle.
1: Hi, Gabrielle. Sorry, someone in the chat, Jay Christian, just said that. Just mentioned Jasmine Sullivan as far Ooh. as songwriting goes, and I honestly, as far as singing goes, she is one of our best living artists as well. I had to give her a shout out. Yes. Um, I think as a kid, I grew up listening also, and like listening to. Music that was based in the UK. So, of course, everyone knows I'm going to talk about Craig David. They mm. usually always have like a hit or two in the US that mm. aren't like the UK based actually, like at least the ones that are like very successful in the UK. I love those Dan, uh, those Beddingfield siblings, Daniel and Natasha Beddingfield, who again had minor success in the US but were much more successful across the pond, even though I think they're from Australia or New Zealand or something. But I feel mm. like in my head, I think of their success in the UK. I'm sure there were successes in their home country as well. Um, I feel like The Sugar Babes I bring up a lot because Mm. they are truly excellent and they actually just released an album called The Lost Tapes which was like their 2013 comeback album that got scrapped by the label and Flatline was the first single produced by Dev Hines, I want to say. I think they are so exceptional. I need to dive more deeply into the Lost Tapes, but as far as like Push the Button goes, Ugly, like they do a, a, they're just a very talented trio. They are the UK's answer to TLC and I love them very much. Jamelia, we've discussed. Oh,
0: Jamelia, (laughs) antidote.
1: Yes, Jamelia. That whole album, the whole Thank You album, I think is what that album is called, is just so, single superstar like she was so excellent people were calling her the UK Beyonce which I feel like comparing someone to Beyonce when Beyonce was starting out was like a kiss of death it was like how that NY Times uh, review of Dangerously in Love was Beyonce she's no Ashanti Mm. and then like where's Ashanti (laughs) Um, but those are the ones that come to mind for me
0: um, I think this isn't like a person who has had success in just one country mm. this is a person who has had like monumental success in like so many countries but for some reason in the US like has had success but like not as much as other countries and right. every homosexual will name this answer it is Kylie Minogue I knew it was Kylie <laughs> like, <laughs> Like every, like homosexual will tell you this. Um, When I think of, uh, I also think of uh, Canada. um, How else, was Girlicious like super huge in Canada? I don't think they were super huge anywhere,
1: but Girlicious was great.
0: Girlicious, that album is (laughs) so. And every time you brought the first like literally seven years of living with you, you were just like, but Girlicious, but Girlicious. And I was like, why is there a group? Called Girllicious. <laughs> but then Girl-licious. I listened to but then I
1: listened to that song Like Me and I was like, wait, <laughs> wait, Like Me is excellent. Like me is it is clearly like we're trying to do another Pussycat doll's Don't thing. It's better than Don't It's you better think. than Don't Ya, sorry. Oh. Sorry. It it like if it you don't know is. the song Like Me by Girllicious, get into look it. Look up, now. look it up now. And the thing is, after all this. I know one day you're gonna love Danity Kane, (laughs) and I know we're not there yet, but I'm never gonna let it go. We're gonna have a Justice for Danity Kane video. I need you because I was just listening to those albums the other day, and I was like, God damn, they were just excellent. They were
0: just a name I never heard of until like living with you, and I was just like, I've never heard of this group, (laughs) and uh, and then I think after like several months of you talking about Danity Kane, you were just like from making the bands, and I was like. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't know anything happened with that girl group. <laughs> yes.
1: They had two albums debut at number one on the charts.
0: I mean, that's fantastic for them. Yes. It <laughs> is. Sure that, like, they had a great, like, list of songs. <laughs> list of songs. Uh, another, <laughs> another name that we actually were uh, given her name to uh, react to mm. is uh, Morset from the Philippines. Oh, I mean, just a voice her sitting on that bus she's always on a bus always on that bus Sing, <laughs> when like, she should be literally at Madison Square Garden for sure like with that a voice like that phenomenal um, so and I know she's like very big in the Philippines so so yeah I mean another person I mean Leia Salonga also is very big in like other countries like the UK and like the US as well too but right. like she is everything in the Philippines right. like she is the Philippines Meryl Streep the Philippines Beyonce like wow. she is everything in the Philippines so that's someone who has had astronomical success in like one country specifically I would mm, say all right
1: yeah are we going to do that third giving uh that Why third email not? My we heart. have time. We have time. We're, we're young, all friends here. It's raining. Yeah, you don't want yeah. to outside in the rain. Let's keep no, going. No, we're going to keep
0: going until the sun comes out, baby. It's supposed to rain like for another 24 hours. I was
1: going to say we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not having a 24-hour podcast, sorry. <laughs>
0: okay, so this question comes to us from Jelisa. Jelisa says, what would you tell your younger selves? Hey Mats, happy new year. When is it appropriate to stop saying happy new year to people? <laughs>
1: Great question. Probably
0: like today is yeah. the the the
1: the end the I would p- the we just took down our Christmas decorations and so I think that happy is new year and of happy new year
0: because um, now it's on to happy Martin Luther King day Yes. yes um, probably now is we're halfway through the month okay great. <laughs> she said that uh, I was wondering what you would tell your younger selves now that you've lived more life I mean I know you're both only 21 years old <laughs> But do you have any words of wisdom for yourself just five years ago, knowing what you know now? And since we're approaching 10 years of your channel, wow. What would you tell two gay mats all the way back in 2013 who are just about to start their YouTube channel? Have a wonderful rest of your day. Catch you in the live stream. Uh, Best, Jamelia. Oh, I
1: would say... Wait, was it Jalisa or was it Jalisa? <laughs> was like Jamelia. That was not the name. Oh my God! What if Jamelia <laughs> wrote in? That would be to amazing. Email my heart. But I think, was like, Jaleesa- hey guys, it's me, Jamelia. <laughs> this was not her. Um, if uh, which is the fact that in April it will be ten years that we've been doing this. The first thing I'd say would be like, girls, get it in focus because that <laughs> first episode of Two K Mets is so out of the, focus. The first two, the, the first, first two. two, it's so out of focus. But we we got it together. I think I would say. Just keep, you'll find it. Just keep doing it. And like try to be more consistent at the beginning because we'd be like, there would be months in between videos. Well, the thing
0: is when we first started filming two gay mats, we did two a week. We released every uh was it every Monday and every Wednesday Something or every like Thursday? I think it was like every Monday, every Thursday and we did two a week and we were consistent about that for like the first, like maybe month and a half, two months. And then there came a point where Matt Palmer
1: was just like, we're running out of video topics. <laughs> we we were. need to just do it once a week. It's true. It's like, we've all seen TV shows like that, like the OC when it's like into season two, you have nothing else to write because you've written every possible storyline and we needed to slow it down. I, I feel like I would tell us just keep going. Be consistent. You're going to find the people who are supposed to find you are going to. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. Just like you keep doing what you're doing, which I guess isn't great advice. But it's just like it's going to become what it's going to become. You can't control it. You can't like make success happen to you. Uh, and I think that's kind of the general thought of what I would tell my younger self at this point is like, you cannot will yourself into being successful. Just do what you love, put good stuff out there and like focus more on being happy. The success will come. Like the happiness is the thing that you need to make the, like the priority, like the number one goal. And
0: to focus on the things that make you happy because then it, it will turn out that like you're coming across and people will, it will resonate with people. Yes, And that's a, I can say that about, my life. And I can say that about two gay mats. Like yes. we just started talking about the things that we wanted to talk about and yeah. the things that like made us genuinely happy. And that resonated with people. And that's how people found us. Right. Like they like our genuine excitement and enthusiasm. Yeah. I don't know. With two gay mats, I would also say like may- Matt Steele, maybe like, be a little less manic
1: than <laughs> you were in the beginning. You were coming off of a web series that, web series that you were playing a character. Yes. So uh, you had to come back down to earth a little. Well, and
0: YouTube back in the day, like YouTube in like 2010 to like 2015 was all about like I'm going to create the craziest character yes. I can and people just want to see craziness on that screen. Like people wanted to see characters. Very and Miranda Sings. It was, <laughs> but like it was the era of like Miranda Sings and, and all that kind of stuff and people were really watching that kind of stuff. And now I don't even know what people like, because there's so much on YouTube right. now that there's like something for everybody. And yes. so, uh, but the stuff that I generally watch is stuff like two game ads, like people sitting there, like analyzing something totally. or talking about something, uh, in a more calm state. I wouldn't <laughs> say we are calm. I would no. say we are still manic. Yes. But we, it's
1: like in keeping with our
0: true selves. In keeping selves. with our true selves. Yes. Yes. Whereas in the beginning I was just like out of control. Hey, you were excited. I love that. And I mean, that always is going to happen. Like a camera's going to go on and I'm just going to be like, "Ooh." (laughs) (laughs) I'm just happy to be there. You really are. I'm just happy
1: to be there. Matt Steele. Yes. I have a question for you. Yes. What has been giving you moments, darling?
0: All right. So on Wednesday, I saw something with our very good friend, Corey. Mm -hmm. And I am so happy that that not only did I see this in theaters, because it's only playing at one theater in Los Angeles. Why? But Well, because I think it came out a while ago, and it was was like a Netflix release mainly. Got it. Okay. Um, And I'm be also very happy that I saw it with someone Mm. because, fuck, the party that was (laughs) rrr. Okay. It was. I can say without hesitation, not only one of the most exciting things I have ever seen, but one of the most exciting things I maybe will ever see. What is it? It's. It is the biggest. Like most badass movie. It is from India. It's a South Indian movie mm-hmm. and it's getting a lot of awards buzz, especially in song and is now currently the front runner for best song. I don't think it's eligible for international feature this year, but I also see it slipping in getting nominated for best director. I Shit. really, really do. It is the biggest movie. Ever, Like it literally like, and this has been a year of huge movies, Avatar, Babylon, freaking uh, uh, Maverick with all the planes and everything. This makes all of those movies look like the Blair Witch Project, like in scope. Like it just makes all those movies seem so small because this, the story is just so epic. It's about two um, historical uh, Indian figures mm. back in the time when uh, England, you know, had colonized Uh, India and it's these two figures who had never met each other in real life but the director was like I want to make a story about what if they became friends in real life Mm. and it has everything it has action it's it's suspenseful it it has musical numbers (laughs) because you know it's an Indian movie so of course there have to be musical numbers they sing it is also the hottest movie I've ever seen (laughs) like like I was just I Had to fan myself the whole time because the two leading men, not only are they gorgeous, yeah. but like they are filmed at every angle you could possibly film a man. Like they are shot as if they are these like Adonis, like superhero, like Titans and everything. <laughs> but then they're also so funny and goofy and charming and like their friendship feels so genuine and endearing. And, and but nothing was hotter to me okay. than like two hours into the movie. How long is the movie? (laughs) A little over three hours. (laughs) Like a little, like close to two hours into the movie. Mm -hmm. During like the main action sequence, a thing pops up and it just says interval. Interval with three R's. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God. There is an intermission, and the lights went up, and everyone screamed. Like everyone in that theater was screaming. It was so exciting, everything that was happening, and everyone had their bathroom break, and then they came back after intermission, and then there was like a sort of character plot twist that happens. That like you know, I love a character plot twist that happens halfway through the movie. I mean, I was (laughs) I was watching this, and I was like, Devo's could never. devos could never because we didn't have the budget right. that R-R-R did. that's the only reason why uh, <laughs> but uh, like it is so phenomenal and I think it's ridiculous and people should be taking to the streets over the fact that it is not playing in more theaters because mm. it's on Netflix but um, apparently the Netflix version is not in the original um, language is it dubbed over it's dubbed over in Hindi because oh, it's in okay. the the uh, uh, Telugu. I think is the language that it was filmed in Okay, and the uh, and so, you know, they dubbed it in many different languages. Even the same actors dubbed their own voices in mm, Hindi. Got it. Uh, but Netflix is only airing the Hindi version. Mm. So, like, the mouths don't oh. match. And everything. So, so, people are, like, a little disappointed in that, even though it's still a huge success on Netflix. But, like, we, like, this is something that has to be seen in the theater with a giant group of people just partying and just having such a fun... T- like, it's... And just like the emotions that you feel subtlety is thrown out the window. Like whenever someone realizes something like the camera turns to them and their eyes go and it's like, yes, discover that discovery. I love it. It's just so heartfelt and genuine and joyful and and badass and Awesome, I loved
1: it. Is it bad that I still don't really know what it's about? (laughs) Like, I feel like I've heard it's huge, it's big, great angles, great people, two historical figures that never met but become friends. You know I always get
0: yelled at from people who say I give away too many spoilers. It's two historical figures in the the, the fight for freedom, for decolonization, and they become... Uh, friends. Okay. Yes. Do
1: you want to hear a little more? About no. That's okay. fine. I don't <laughs> want people getting mad about your spoilers, guys. So. Just
0: know, like, there will be moments in this movie where your jaws will drop, and just wow. that musical number "Natsu Natsu," which is now the front runner for best song. uh, I'm so 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 excited. Wow. Okay. I'm so
1: excited. That was a good pitch. I'm interested in that. Um. Well, for me, I just have a couple of quick things. The first thing is I sped through only murders in the building and was invested. There were so many twists and turns. I was very shocked by who the killer was. I just think it's a very cute show. And like the concept is great. Having it be, we're making the podcast about this murder while we're investigating the murder. It was, I loved the episode with like super fans popped up of the podcast with Jabuki and Ali Stroker, our NYU classmate. Oh, Ali Stroker. I didn't know that. She's in it for an episode and that was lovely. And so I cannot recommend it enough. And I also have to give a retraction because oh. I feel like at least last week on the live chat, I think also on the podcast, I was explaining how the highest housewives were not doing it for me, how Bravo was just maybe in its flop era, a lot like Salt Lake City was abysmal this year. And Potomac is good, not great. And Miami's the best one on. It's not even on Bravo. And I just have to say, and I hate to be a person who's just so hyped up about trailers, the Vanderpump Rules trailer is better than it's been in years. like truly it is all it is the Tom Schwartz villain season that we've always always needed it begins with a shot of Katie and Tom newly divorced being like well cheers to us this is the most amicable divorce of all time Mm -hmm. there's never been people who have divorced as well as we had they're smiling oh and is that all gonna come crashing down they cut to him kissing another castmate Raquel who used to be engaged to James and Katie sitting in front of him be like I've never had hate for you but I do now I think you're a drunk I think you're a loser and it's just He's like, nothing you say means anything to me. It just is every scene. Like, usually the Bravo uh, way they edit those trailers is like, the first half is like, we're all up and having fun. And like the second half, it gets dramatic. And it's like, actually, we're just going to do drama for that full two and a half minutes. It's like, James' new girlfriend thinks there's a drinking problem. What is Lala's ex husband doing? Like, why is he under investigation? Like, the divorce of it all. It just looks amazing. And yeah. that show has been bad for. A, fa- a solid three years and the idea of it being good again is exciting to me the summer house trailer came out and it looks very good I'm excited for that the real housewives ultimate girls trip forecast has come out Brandy is coming back Um, Alex McCord is coming back who I personally hate, but people want to see again because she has not been involved with Bravo anything for 12 years. Uh, Vicky is coming back. I, Caroline Manzo from New Jersey who has not been on the show for so long is coming back as well. I just am excited about the casting and I feel like we're going to be entering a new era where Bravo is good again. And I don't want to count my chickens. I realize I'm going off of a trailer and trailers can be bamboozling. But I feel I, I have a good feeling about the network for the first time in a long time. So thank you to the Bravo gods, to Andy Cohen, at all because you that deserve sense. this. I do.
0: You've been through so much. It's and like, you've stuck with it.
1: It's like how every like three years Big Brother's good, <laughs> and like that year when you're like, this is why I waited. This, is, this why. is why I waited. Every, I'm sure people in your life are like, why do you still watch it if it's bad? And it's like, well, it could get good.
0: Yes. And like, I need to know, like when it does get good again, I need to know what happened in those seasons prior, Yeah. even though none of them are really connected, <laughs> are good, but right. like each season influences the previous ones. I and know. so like, you need to know the history, you know. like, uh, like how things came to be. Yes. Like you need to know the origin stories in the beginning. In you the-
1: know? <laughs> exactly. Very biblical. Big brother and Bravo. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, guys, is there anything else we got to tell the people? I don't think so.
0: I just, you know, I think this the 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 rain has, you know, given us a refresher. Yes. Rain always means rebirth and yes. so like this is a refresher for us with your Bravo shows yes. and and I think I just feel good. This next week where it's going to be all sunny is going to be great.
1: Hillary said we're coming clean, let the rain fall, fall down. down and wake my trains. Thank you guys so much for Talk listening. Talk about songwriters. I mean, please. did she write any of that? Don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching and/or listening, and we'll be back next week with more Two Gay Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye.